This is an Anami podcast. Hello, listeners and watchers. If you're watching, listening, we're all growing up, okay? Uh, you're here with me. Today on the pod, I have a very special friend and guest. We've known each other for quite some time through mutual friends in LA. Just, I don't know, we're all creatives out here. Everybody knows everybody. But this year, we got the chance to collaborate creatively for the first time on a project that has maybe been the most fulfilling creative project I've ever done in my life, where the vision of what I wanted it to be it became that fully without like sacrificing anything. And uh, a lot of that had to do with this guy right here. I'm talking about my new music project called Good Valley, spelled G-O-O-D-V-L-L-Y. Today on the pod is my co-producer and friend and incredible musician and person, Jordan Sherman. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey, Jordan. What's happening, dude? Hey, man. Nice so, to so see form- you. So formal. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's it's fun. It's uh, we just had like a fifteen minute pod in the coffee shop. Yeah, and now I'm here doing the real thing, and I'm like, oh, that, a nice intro. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. I love it. Yeah, I got to be a little more formal on here, but basically, anytime you and I sit and talk, it's like a podcast. Pretty much, yeah. Because I feel like that's how it is with like all my creative friends. Is like we sit down and we just kind of starting like we just start rapping about the universe and our creativity and our place in it and what the fuck we're doing with our lives, and then uh, you know an hour goes by and it's like, cool, man, I gotta go. So, yeah. Yeah. Time to oh, we should probably start making music now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so great to see you, man. You too, man. Thanks for coming on and thanks for being a part of Good Valley. It's been super fucking fun. Yeah. It's like like you said, like you had a vision for it. And a lot of artists struggle with vision for their projects. Like they had this grandiose idea and they have influences and they have a bunch of things that they want to get to, but it's rare that it's like actually clear. So like sometimes I'm experimenting with people or sometimes I just kind of like steer the ship or whatever. Sure. This was like, oh no, this is it. When you first started sending me demos, I'm like, oh, that's it. I just need to make it a little bit better, you know, but it was like super fun. And just like hanging out with you as if we're at a bar, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like talking shit and like <laughs> giggling a lot of, a lot, lot of giggling, of giggling <laughs> through this record. A <laughs> lot of just laughing. For how serious off. and sexy the music is. <laughs> yeah. Our vibe was not serious at all. No, maybe. no. Just well, pure joy. And fun. Well, we had to balance the sexiness with silliness. Otherwise, especially two dudes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, It'd it, be too steamy in there <laughs> in if my we little, didn't joke uh, around. And we did it all in my old place too, in the apartment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were up close and personal. Steamy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Offset it with some nice giggles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. This was a weird one for me. Like, I had made music for so long, and I, I think I was more in that place that you just described where, like, I could feel the potential of what I was making musically. And I did have some ideas of vision for it, um, but it I never came into it as clear as this one. But even this one, you helped me with the clarity. So... This project, for the listeners at home, I I made singer-songwriter music for 15 years. Uh, Guitar, acoustic, every song I wrote on the guitar. All that stuff's out there. I I love those songs. This project came out of two years ago. I just got real bored of the acoustic guitar. I stopped wanting to be guy on a guitar. I had just done it for so long that, like, I was bored. And it's not the music I actually listen to. Like, more often than not, I'm listening to James Blake, Bon Iver, Sone, Jordan Riquet, like I'm listening to more sounds than like singer songwriter guy. And so Good Valley came out of me just going like, I'm bored of this. How do I make music that I'm not bored by? And then the vision started to form of like this kind of indie electronic, sexy, not using my name thing. 
the, the beauty of the moniker, right? Yes. It's so nice to separate yourself from the art a little bit. Yes. Because it's, it's so easy to get wrapped up as like, this is your fucking identity. It's like- Yes. And then if that's if that's what you're presenting to the world, then, oh, it's got to be so close to the way people already perceive me. Yes. And that's tough because it's like, so you're limiting yourself and you're keeping all this potentiality off the deck. And then to have like- one singular vision is the hard part. Cause like, especially me, I play every instrument. Yeah. I've, I can sing, do all this shit. Yeah. Picking a thing yeah. is so hard. It's like, yeah. oh, I love soul music. I love pop music. Yeah. I love dark, weird R&B shit. Like, you know, and it goes on and on. So like, what does that mean for me as an artist? Which is why I actually have transitioned more into being a facilitator and a producer. Yeah. Because I can do so many things, but I shouldn't for myself, right? <laughs> right. You shouldn't have one project that's spread out yeah. over all these ideas. So that's the beauty of working with so many different people is I get to like actually do it all right. and it doesn't suffer and make some weird schizophrenic project that makes no sense, you know? <laughs> right. And even Good Valley, man, like it, it, I feel like it does cover like a wide variety of genre, but it, it's, it's focused. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's the, sonically, it's all in a particular space. Exactly. But we made sure to go different tempos, different, like just different feels. And exactly. Like, some are a little more out there. Some are a little more accessible, you know, exactly. but, it, but it's, it's an easy lesson straight through though. Yeah. yeah. Hey listeners, I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Jordan Sherman. I love that man. Another thing I love is high quality products. Okay. I like when a company comes in and says, we're going to do this better. That's why I'm so grateful to our sponsor, Henson Shaving. I'm not kidding. Since they started sponsoring this pod, I got their razor. I've been using it. I have fallen in love with this thing. The razor they have designed is so great. I, I, I'm not kidding. I didn't expect to love it this much, but it feels so good when I'm using it. They've kind of revolutionized the game. No more plastic uh, razors that you're constantly replacing. No more expensive blade cartridges that leave bumps on your skin and nicks and ingrown hairs and all that stuff. Uh, with the Henson razor, as long as you don't lose it, you're going to have this razor for the rest of your life. It is designed so well and so sturdy. And all you do is replace the single razor blade that goes into it. This is a much uh, more cost-effective razor and it's a better shave. I'm not kidding. This isn't just for men. It's for women. Whatever you're raising, uh, <laughs> raising, whatever your shaving needs are, this razor can do it. I, I have seriously fallen in love with this razor. They have changed the game. And what I like is they haven't set out to make, they set out to make a great razor, not a great razor business. Do you know what I mean? It's not a subscription. They're not trying to sell you on a lot of stuff. They're just like, hey, we made something great. Have it for the rest of your life and just replace your blades. And they're offering our listeners an amazing deal, which is a hundred free blades. Do you hear me? A hundred. That is going to last you a very long time. So for whatever your shaving needs are, go to hensonshaving.com slash growing up and use promo code growing up at checkout for a hundred free blades. You have to put the hundred blade pack in your cart with the razor, use promo code growing up, and it'll make those hundred blades free. That is henshinshaving.com slash growing up, H-E-N-S-O-N shaving.com slash growing up. And now back to our show. Yeah, you helped me, man. Like I knew, I knew I had ideas. I just started producing, like making demos at home for like my first time, like really getting in there on Logic. And when I came to you with the 
vision that I had, I actually didn't know if we would make those demos or start stuff from scratch. I actually was in such a creative place of kind of like oblivion, kind of just like emptiness, asking questions, exploration, discovery. Like I had let go of knowing anything and I was just asking questions. So even when I brought you the demos, I was like, here's what I've done on my own. Here's what I would like the sound to be kind of using synths and beats and groove like this and, and kind of these vocal stacks. But I was like, we could start from scratch on on five different songs. Here's just what I've started with. And you were like, nope, we're going to do that one. And we're yeah, going to yeah. do that one. And we're going to do that one. But that detachment is so important. Like yeah. that ability to not be too precious about it because especially like if it's recorded horribly or something and there's like pops and like, you know, like we, you have to let it go. For sure. Uh, and then, it, sometimes I get demos where I'm just like, I know this is just not it, you know? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. So being open to that's huge. And then yeah. again, it's just all about discernment throughout the whole process. Like yeah. when, when do you let things go? When do you kill things? When do you say, no, that's it. When is it done? Which we were talking about a little bit before. Like yeah. the huge journey of completion is like, so it's, it's a ceremony in itself. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Guys, if you've never made a song at home or I guess any creative project, like finishing it and saying like, it's complete, like even a paint, I don't paint, but I could imagine it even on a painting. Like, when do you decide it's done? And this happens to me every time I'm recording a song, like recording songs can be so fun and so beautiful and also so uncomfortable because you have to lock something that's creative and has a million options to it. You have to eventually just decide this is done now. Yeah. We are done. We are adding no more sounds. We're no and longer it's, changing it's, anything. It's never actually done. Right. Because it's, it's just a decision. And yeah. it, is that after two hours? Sometimes it is. Like, right. And it's that's where like my role starts to come more into play is like, no, we don't need to add more fucking sense. Like it's, you're not <laughs> going to hear. Why not? Because <laughs> you're not going to hear anything. It just turns into hodgepodge the same way yeah. if to use the painting analogy, mm -hmm. if you just keep going, it turns to brown, literally. Like, right, just, right, right, <laughs> right. Stop adding color. Yeah. All right. It's it, now just brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is a threshold of acceptable layering, you know, sure. and like, and that's something that I really try to take as my overall ethos. Like if, if it doesn't need more, don't add more. Cause you're just cluttering it. And then God forbid, like you go start sending things to mixing engineers and all this stuff. It's you give them 70, 80, 90 files. Yeah. And it's all because you want one synth to like blend with another synth the way it is. Like, no, make the first synth right in right. the first place. Right. Like, right. Don't <laughs> right. It's, it's a lot of band-aids and a lot of like people trying to get somewhere by just Keep adding, keep adding, keep adding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns into this weird Pollock that's more like diarrhea than anything else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty sure. <laughs> Um, When did you start with, mu like, when did music start for you? Like, immediately. So my dad's a musician. Okay. My, my mom's a painter. Okay. Um, creative household. Immediately, I started playing drums when I was like two and a half. Like my parents had this tiny little drum set, and there's video of me like, oh, that's knowing precious. like I'm standing at it because I can't sit, and I'm just like knowing when to switch to the ride because my dad showed me. You know, it was like pretty cute. That's uh, adorable. Bef all before three, and then around like three or four, my neighbor was a piano teacher. Wow! So I started taking piano lessons from her. At Cla classical at yeah. four. Mm -hmm. And went through that whole gauntlet, did all the recitals and all that, the Mozart and oh, the- Oh, just a little cute yeah. boy in a just, suit going, ding, 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 
just sweating profusely, performing. <laughs> Beethoven. You hated it? You were nervous? No, I loved it. Okay. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah, um, it was always like a nice barometer because there'd be other kids like your age and stuff. And you're like, Psh. I'm better than Psh. fucking Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Still You're doing Beethoven some shit. Yeah, get out of here. Get your fucking PB so, and J hands so out. So easy. Of here. I did that two and a half years ago, you little <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so that it was always fun for that. And like it always came pretty naturally. Like I didn't practice a ton, but I I loved it and I did it, but like yeah. kind of bare minimum threshold. You know, like just like, oh no, I got it, you know. Yeah. And then it wasn't till like 12 or 13, things started to change because that neighbor moved. I fell in love with like punk rock and like anything angsty at all. For sure. From like the middle school slow jams that we all, you know. For <laughs> sure. We're like the same age, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All the stuff that people liked like at school. I'm like, no, I I want to hear stuff that's like anti-everything. Exactly. I don't know why, but it just, it, that's what we all hit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was, I was anti in the suburbs of Atlanta <laughs> middle school, you know, like anti-government, yep. anti-flag. Wow. I loved them. They yeah, were, they anti-flag, were bad yeah. religion, anything, yeah. Anything yeah. like anti-establishment. I was exactly. all that. And you couldn't play that on piano, let alone classical piano. Sure couldn't. So I taught myself guitar, which again, fortunate, my dad had instruments around. So sure. I, but punk rock's like the ultimate thing. To just try oh, bar chords. finding, like, all you know is one thing. Okay, but so then the ear really started to kick in. I'm like, all right, so I learned every song that I loved. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. on my own, just sitting around, just like figuring finding it out. It. Yeah. yeah. And from there, it just like, I formed a little band. And then my, I was still doing piano lessons. My parents found like, it was actually the ex-husband of my original teacher and he was old and crusty and just like very much like maybe one day you can play Bergmuller <laughs> and I'm like give it me give it to me now like I, I, I was ready man like put me in the trenches and uh it just he didn't want to let me do the stuff that I wanted to do and it yeah. was like it was kind of a slog and his house was like 90 degrees this isn't I grew up in Florida oh. um and he would say weird stuff like Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> you should watch the Weather Channel. The music's really good on it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, like, just the disconnect between me with my studded vest and my mohawk yeah. and then this old man telling me to watch the Weather Channel. For music. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, just completely checked out on piano at yeah, this point. You're like, like I'm still doing it because I knew I was good at it. I'm like, this is fine. But I'm like, yeah. all of my heart and soul went into playing guitar and yeah. learning how to be a horrible singer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> prepubescent, you know, just not good in any way. From there, for my little band, we won like a bunch of local Battle of the Bands, got some actual studio time from winning one of those Battle of the Bands. Hell this yeah. is all in Boca Raton, Florida. Hell yeah. And that was my first time in like a real studio because I had always made our little demos and stuff too. Yeah. With random Tascam, like strange old recording things, yep. you know. I yep. used to actually make do cassettes and just layer myself on cassettes Jesus with my little boom box and like flip the tape yeah like yeah it was it was always expo exploring having a good time with that amazing but then the first Free garage band yeah and once that came that, along that like I, game changer. I, I loved it for sure but going to a real studio and yeah. sitting down and having like an engineer and producer and like we're sitting and trying out amps and I'm going through it that was like a really fun experience I think it was like 14 or 15 at that yeah. point and hooked. Like, my, I just want to keep making records, especially because, and this is like the ultimate thing that I'd see with artists too, like, it never sounds the way you think it does. And like, I remember that getting smacked in the face with that at like yeah. 15, like, oh, my voice fucking sucks. This is horrible. Like, yeah. oh no, I've been singing in public and I sound like this? Yeah. Like, because it's just different. When, you're, when you experience yourself 
through your body and the way it like comes through, even through a PA, it's different than like the mic through a mic. It's horrifying. Yeah. Um, so I empathize with people who definitely like think it's something other than it is, you know, and it's just, you got to keep recording to get past that hurdle. Yeah. I had a hard time my first two years recording. I hate how I sound. I hated it. And it was so hard to keep going, but ever the people around me at the time, like luckily were supportive. They're like, no, no, no. Like the songs are good. Like just just keep going. You just got to keep going. You're 15. Like keep going. You shouldn't be good. I sound like shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's so embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And then you go back and I hear like guttural noises like that somehow made it on the track. I'm like, nobody told me, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, studio time, you get to like pump it out. Exactly. Um, and then from there, I actually did find a piano teacher still in Florida who taught me jazz. Now we're talking. And I was like, Oh, this is, I'm into this. And he was very much like, if I made mistakes, he was just like, Oh, that's cool. It was like completely different from the classical, like, yeah, wrong, 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 wrong. It was like, Oh, it's like, interesting. Like, I'm like, that's a cool response, you know? Like, <laughs> cool response and so, so good for creativity. So then I started learning all the jazz harmony, all the extensions, and like that became the thing that I thought I was going to kind of do was be, if not a jazz piano player, a singer-songwriter or something along those lines. Like yeah. th- those are my two parallel dreams that were happening. Yeah. Because uh, the band died, obviously, because good luck with that when you're in, in your teens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Up in flames. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then- One girl. <sighs> One girl in the equation and the band's we, over. Dude. We had a couple Yokos for I sure. Had, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then I went to college, studied jazz piano, still performed and like did my little gigs and stuff. But then my first like big paying gig was I was a dueling pianist at like 19 years old. So Hell you, yeah. you need to know like everything, at least a thousand songs. Yeah. Because you're just getting requests the whole time. So like, dude. And that's where the ear training really, I, I can just hear something on the radio and I know the whole structure of the piece. Insane. I I don't have perfect pitch. I was wondering, because I didn't know your whole music journey, but I know how proficient you are (laughs) on keys, on guitar, on bass. Like, you got it. Yeah. You proficient. Plenty of formal training and then a lot of just ears and just like years of like analysis of just music in general. Yeah. Just being a super fan and like. Yeah. So, but I got caught in the wheel of harmonic, like just music. Right. So yeah. this is still before I'm like, would ever call myself a producer. I sure. made, I made records, but like, it was just instruments Yeah, and I knew how to play instruments, yeah. you know, and any pop songs or dance stuff that w- felt repetitive to me or too simple, I thought was just trash. So I went from punk rock, which is so simple and angsty to like, I became an elitist snob, like real quick. <laughs> yeah. And anything that I was know like, you're kind. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a real thing. There's no sevenths. What? There's you know, no fucking diminished chords or whatever. Oh, it's just a never-ending four-bar loop. Now I'm like, please God, can we do a four-bar loop? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that, that I, got, I got caught in that for a little bit, and definitely like my own music was it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing crazy. I was not making extremely interesting music, and I wasn't making extremely accessible music. It was like the worst of all worlds. Just that's that was the stuff I was making under my own name at that point. Still studying jazz and getting gigs and doing the dueling pianos and like... Yeah. So at this point, I'm like an established musician. The university would get calls from local, like a- any businesses or corporates that, that wanted entertainment. Sure, sure. And the university would literally just forward it to me. I was kind of like the go-to guy because I went to ca- school in Canada at the University of Windsor. So that was like... I was definitely like a big fish in that pond. Like you're not, you're supposed to do two years of conservatory before you can do jazz. They let me do jazz right away. Got it. Which was nice because my other options were like University of Miami and like some of the more prestigious schools. And I 
I would still be an elitist scumbag right now. Sure, for sure. sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I got to like do that and get work. So I became just a professional fast. And then I moved to DC where I taught 30 kids a week lessons, like at the height of it, obviously. Yeah. Not when I first got there, but that was like my day gig. And then I would gig two or three times a week. So I'm just working music nonstop, just having fun, just teaching kids stuff and then going to bars, like mostly Irish pubs, singing covers and drinking whiskey and having a good time. Not a bad life. Yeah. And then it was around, it was around 2015. I was like, I know I need to move to LA. I just have to, because I had zero musical community in DC. Yeah. I was playing, being a professional, making a good living, but nothing inspiring at all. Like I had great friends, don't get me wrong, but they're consultants. They work for the government. They're engineers, not the fun kind, the very dry, boring kind. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I just got tired of being surrounded by that. And again, being like the only one who did what I did. Yeah. And I'd meet people out and they'd be like, oh, what do you do? I'm oh, I'm a musician. Like, but what else do you do? Yeah. I'm like, I, I, this has to stop. So I, I moved, moved, moved <laughs> I to LA. Yeah. I can't answer this anymore. <laughs> moved to LA and uh, I brought my buddy, Sean, who formed my first band with me out here and my other buddy, Mike, who's like our stable force, who actually did have a government job that worked working remote with a boring, shitty engineer job. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and then Elise followed shortly after who I met in DC. But so Sean and I started our little band and this is when I first started like actually producing, I think, because Sean has infinite ideas and he's like just an idea man, technical proficiency, not, not so much, but just like pure inspiration, pure idea. So I, it fell on me to like try to figure out what was happening in his brain. And I, had never experienced that before because I always made my own stuff. And I was like, all right, I play guitar. I press record. Boom. You know, right. he's like, what if there was a, and then I'm like, oh no. And, but it was great. Like I learned so much just by trying to like produce him kind of, even though it was our stuff. I'm glad you had a Sean in your life. Cause I'm very much a Sean. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Like I'm like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know what I want to hear. Yep. Do I know how to get to it? Not really. Yep. And most artists don't. And that's yeah. That's why you need someone else. Yeah. yeah. But so that was like me figuring that out. And that was before I even thought to hire somebody else. Cause I always had engineer friends growing up, like sure. who I, who did the mixing stuff for me. And I'm like, okay, I, if I can just get good takes, I can get somebody else to make it sound good. For sure. Did all that. We like toured a little bit. Yeti Tactics is the name of the band. Yep. Um, Super good, by the way. A couple albums out. We've done yep. some, some cool shit. Yep. And um, slowly through that, people started being like, oh, who, who produced that? And I was like, I think me, <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know what that meant really. Yeah. Like I'm much more of like a doer. Like I wasn't like researching like music production and produce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I never like knew like really names beside the massive ones, you know? Right. Um, you're like, I made the music. They're like, yeah, yeah that, that, that's producing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay, cool. So then slowly f- some friends started like asking it to work on some stuff. I'm like, cool. Did some more solo stuff for myself with like some sync labels and you know, some stuff like that. Yeah. And then like right before the pandemics, when I started like to really get into it more and I'm, I'm doing it actively most days, you know, yeah. still for free, but I'm like figuring it out. Yeah. And then pandemic happened, gigs shut down. Cause at this point in LA, I was sustaining myself performing five, six nights a week. Yep. Fancy steakhouses doing the, an extension of what I always did, yep. you know, but just cool covers, cool but just, body, a, but just a little bit music, more yeah. money, a little bit cooler stuff. Yeah. Performing in front of, you know, all the, all the whoever's the post Malone's and like people coming into Beverly Hills. Like, sure, sure, sure. So it was glamorous, but still a slog, like four or five hours a night, just singing, just tired, drinking, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So pandemic happened and then all that gone. Yep. 
So for me, it was like the best thing that could have actually happened because I got to sit at home and fuck around with the computer more. Yep. And slowly started to like appreciate people who like make sounds and it's not like music and harmony based necessarily. It's more like feeling and texture and like I'm starting to like open up to like, okay, there's a lot more to music than just how well I can play an instrument, you know? Yeah. So I'm sitting, I'm doing some self-exploration, a couple of friends who were like, we're in our little bubble making their stuff. Yep. And then like, it kind of just took off where people started hearing those, those records started doing really well online. Oh, who did this? Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Cool. And then friends of friends, a lot of word of mouth, a lot of all that. And then yeah. it became like a full blown business. And then Dude. now I do that most of the time. I still gig, but yeah. like four times a month instead of five, six nights a week, you know? Yeah. So, and they're bigger, more fun gigs and it's, it's still fun. I hang with my homies. We play songs and get people riled up. You know, it doesn't, sure. doesn't suck. For sure. But producing has, is like the end all. Like that's, I know I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's never boring. It's always fresh and new. And yeah. it's like, as someone who loves like learning, especially like it's never endless. over. And no, it's endless. 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 Music in general, pr- music production for sure endless options, learning techniques, things to try, things to let go of. Yeah. Break, break it. Like, yeah, yeah. I got really good at making everything sound great. Yeah. So then it's like, what's next? Destroy that. What can I do? How do do I fuck this up (laughs) Yeah. How can I make something more interesting? That's maybe a little jarring, makes you feel uncomfortable. It is not like just pure sonic perfection, you know? And like, cause we talked about that a lot, like just essence and trying to get something that comes across that's so much more visceral than just sounding good, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of uh, artists, a lot of creatives, I've de- I definitely have to work against it. We all do, is this this idea of perfection. Like, in your head, you're sort of chasing perfection, and that's what, like, that's what gets you moving towards an idea. You have this perfect idea of your life or this creative project you want to do, um, but that... Th- that very thing that gets you to like dream about it can really fucking hinder the actual process of it so often because the thought is if it's not perfect, I'm a failure. And like once you're in that binary, you're struggling. You're struggling to create. You don't have freedom anymore. You're getting anxiety around like making choices. I know every artist struggles with this in any form and you really have to work against it and you have to let yourself be in that space that your uh, second piano teacher or or jazz piano teacher was in, which is like, oh, interesting. You made a mistake. Like, interesting. Let's see if we can work with that or not. But like, let's not... Let's not throw failure on this. Like it's creative, it's exploration, it's discovery. We have to stay in that space, not in let's make this perfect. Cause also it doesn't exist. Not in Good a luck. subjective art that. form. Like no. n- there is no perfect. No. Not in a subjective art form. What a painful thing to subject yourself to. And it's only you, but, and I find people do it more so than actually caring about something being perfect and the, the, that pursuit yeah. as a way of never actually being in the gauntlet of public fucking like disproval. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, stay in, you stay in the struggle of going for perfection and holding yourself back rather than actually being vulnerable and saying, yep. Hey, here's, here's it. This imperfect. is where, this is where I'm at. Yeah. This is me now. This is the people that I'm able to hire. These are the resources at my disposal. Yeah, here's where I'm at. And that's a tough thing to grapple with because we all think we're better than we fucking are. We all want to <laughs> be Adele, dude. <laughs> and we're not. And we're not. I'm a screeching fucking weasel sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's 
it's really, it's so much easier to let it live in the abstract. Yeah. Yes. And once it's concrete, it's like, oh fuck, like everything I thought about, cause, and having great ideas is one amazing part of being about an artist. Yeah. Executing the other part. Yeah. What are you capable of executing? I used to write songs for myself that I couldn't sing the fucking note. Why would I write that? Dude, I do that all the time. What? I do that all the time. I'm like, why am I writing this? I can't. I'm the one writing this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know your range. Why are you doing this? Do it all the time. (laughs) And so that's just one little tiny microcosm of what can happen in the process where you're this idea Idea, versus reality. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I hear, and it's the most frustrating thing when I hear people who don't have shit out actively criticizing people. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like. If you're not in the game. Shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> this, it's so frustrating. I'm like, I know you're great. Yeah. Like you're a talented person, but that doesn't mean your art is going to hold up at all. Yeah. And it just irks me when somebody can like criticize someone for putting something out. Yeah. And there's a place for it. There's music critics for a reason. Sure. I'm not saying don't ever say what you think about something. Sure. But like, are you doing it? W- where's that coming from? You know? like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I, I like look at that as like, you're having a conversation, uh, let's use like a sports metaphor. You're, you're having a conversation in the stands versus being yeah. on the fucking field. And like, cool, have your little conversation in the stands. It does not affect the game. It does not affect the players. You're not actually putting your you're, body on the you're line. Pretty you're pretty much not actually, yeah. yeah, you're relevant. You're not <laughs> scoring points. You're just a fan in the stands talking shit. Um, I want to be in the game of my life. Yeah. And I actually, we have to learn, I've had to learn as an artist, like, to let the people in the stands talk and not actually let it into my game, into my space, into my value. Like, because talk your shit, that's fine. You're not actually, if you're not doing it, then I don't care. Someone who's like another musician who's out there doing it and has ideas and opinions on what I'm doing, cool, I'll listen. Cause like you have some credibility. You're down here with me. It may help your overall picture for where where you get. Yeah, yeah. You know, but once something's done, like it's it's also completely valueless too. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, you really should have done that. I'm like, Dude. shut the fuck up. Dude, that <laughs> happens all the time. I'm like, to some friends sometime, I'm like, I didn't show you my completed song for you to tell me what you think I should change about. Yeah. Like, that's useless to me <laughs> yeah, right now, so dude. Dumb. What are you, what? But I also, I, I love this idea of like, uh, the idea versus potential because this shows up. I love pursuing creative things because they mirror like all aspects of yeah. life, no matter what. So I love that. Any lesson I'm learning in my creativity, I can apply it to any aspect of my life. And so for those of you guys listening out there who maybe like don't feel like an artist or a musician or whatever, this idea of potential versus reality, like this is going to show up in our lives. We can have the idea of a perfect relationship. The idea- yeah, literally a conversation, like yeah, anything. Yeah, the idea of the perfect uh, situation at work or whatever it is, like that's how everything starts. It starts in this realm of potential. And in that space, everything is possible. In that space, yeah, your perfect person exists and the perfect version of you exists in that potential space. But as we grow, man, that has been my biggest, uh, especially creative journey is, okay, ideas are one thing. How do I actually bring it down into the actual? in every aspect of my life. If I have an ideal version of myself, then I have to actually check my behaviors, my patterns with other people. Am I, am I living up to those ideals that I say I do? Like, are my values 
Do I actually act out my values? Do I actually act out my principles? Like what is actually occurring in reality and not just in what I would like it to be. Yeah, and, you know? then, and then who do you blame when it's not the same thing like that you've envisioned? Yeah. And that's the thing with, with music. Mm. It's, there's really no one else to blame for the most part, you know? It's pure in that <laughs> yeah. way. I can't blame anyone yeah. for my voice not sounding the way I want it to. Because in, like, like, <laughs> in like TV and film, there's a million pieces. I can so blame the editor. There's So along the way, writer. like, it's never going to be a pure thing. That's And that's why people connect to music so much. Yes. Especially music that is made by like a singular person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's what always connects with me. Like yeah. when, I, when I see those pop songs that have, you know. Eight. Eight, ten, writers, ten writers. Yeah. Still great. Five producers, yeah. But it's meant to be mass consumed. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to like personally connect to that because yeah. there's no real juice there, you know. Yeah. And it's, it can be perfect. And that's, that might be. Be perfect. It might be the, yeah, it might actually technically yeah, be perfect. But devoid of any real essence or like yeah. art. No, you it's know? like when I hear Tame Impala records and yeah. it's like he's making this whole thing himself. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the actual fuck? And it's, it's, like, it's, and it's deep, so dude. The, the impression, like, uh, or how impressive it is, is one thing. Yeah. But it's more so just the, like, that direct expression, right? Yeah. And the way you're able to communicate with someone through the ether and the, what they're feeling and going through and like, it's just, it's so pure. Yeah. And artists, a lot of times that's why they hire people also like to try to get there, but it's also so they can blame somebody else uh, yeah. for it not being what they think it should be. Like if you really, really cared about, I don't know, the synths being great in your songs. Go figure it out. Go fucking buy a synth. You Like nobody's stopping you from right. doing any of this stuff. I mean, right. and that's, I always encourage the artists that I work with. I'm like, dude, go do it. Like yeah. if we work together, great. If we don't, I'm still going to cheer you on and like yeah. love what you do if it's coming from a pure place and I think yeah. you're doing it for the right reasons and you like love what you're doing, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, man, I said it at the top, like Good Valley has been some of the most fulfilled I've been creatively ever. And a lot of that has to do with the journey you have taken of getting really good at, at helping an artist translate the ideas. And granted, I brought you a lot of demos that yeah. were like they very, great. Fl yeah. very flushed out. Yeah. But like the if if it was just me needing to take those demos to where they finished with you, I would have lost my shit, dude, because that difference, like I'm able to get a lot of my raw essence and ideas and balance there, but some of the technical shit and just speed of finding sounds and all the yeah. shit that you have practiced mm -hmm. and gotten really good at, like, no, here, we're doing this very, like we move very quickly together. Yeah. It just, I mean, it was one of the most uh, enjoyable collaborative processes I've ever had because the balance felt so good. Yeah, ma making it was so fun. Like, it's just so fun. I know. And we're sitting there and like, we, we blocked off like two and a half weeks for yeah. it. And yeah. by the end, we're just like, let's just listen to it. Yeah. Like we were pretty much just <laughs> listening to it for a few days. I know. Like, going like little tiny, like, like, I know. I think we had like 12 <laughs> days booked and yeah. by day seven, we pretty much had 94% of it yeah. done. Like, and, and again, because it's an investment, like this is yeah. the other part that I deal with a lot. People want it to drag on sometimes. Sure. People want to know that 
they're getting the most out of me. And it's it's a trust thing, right? Where yeah, it's yeah. like, no, me saying that I love it and it's done isn't because I don't feel like doing any more work. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. It's because I love it and it's done. <laughs> you know, I'm not and just I'm because not, just because it was easy doesn't mean that it's it not wasn't valuable. Worth the money. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> in fact, people like real pros and people who recognize it and yeah. actually have been in a lot of scenarios are like. Yeah. No, please. Like, I want the easy, fast experience, and, yeah. and I want to pay for that, you know? <laughs> yeah, if we can get it done yeah. fast and easy, and it it's where we want it to yeah. be and feels the way we want it to feel, then fucking great. But there's something about the slog that people really like, too, because it is— <laughs> And I, I know this for myself. Because like, art is suffering, Jordan. <laughs> suffering? It's, it's, it's partially <laughs> suffering, but it's also, like, you get to, like, be obsessed with something. It's, like, this really fun— feeling to like live in it. And like, that's true. You should do that before you come to me though. And then we can still live in it together, but it's going to be a brief period. Yeah. Just a brief romance, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that is, thank you. is just, it's going to serve its little time. Yeah. And we're going to get through it. And if yeah. we need more, I will do more. It's not like, yeah, there's no, like, I don't have a hard cut on that. Right. But it's also like, it's the reason that I don't charge by the day or the reason I don't like yeah, I, yeah. it's just it's not it, hourly. It's, it's gonna just be what it is. Yeah, and sometimes it's easy as fuck. I mean, um, Dylan Dunlap, another artist that I love. Oh yeah, shout out, that, shout out, Dylan Dunlap, mutual friend also. Uh, yeah, he's got to come on. If you guys have not listened to Dylan Dunlap, his music is absolutely beautiful. Just huge fan. Straight, I will have him straight on the from the source. Pure yeah. dope. Just yeah, he's bringing you just heart and yeah. soul every uh, song. Uh, one of the ones that's doing the best from the collection that we did is one that. The decision was live off the floor, him and Kirk, same time, no click, no edits. Whoa. Um, it was isolated enough that I could still like tweak some sounds. Yeah. yeah. Not even just like some little tuning moments on a vocal sure, or something sure, sure. like that. Doing great. That literally took the time it took to record it. Right. Three and a half minutes. Wow. And then like slap a little bit of processing. Okay, it's done. Does yeah. that is that what's that worth? Is that is that worth less yeah. than of that's, two weeks? That's long? a choice. Yeah. That we all made together, me, him, and his other um, writing partner and co-producer, Kirk. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, we should probably do it on the grid so we can do edits. I'm like, no. Like, this song Love needs it. to be just you guys. Like, I've seen them do it on stage. I'm like, this is magical. It's complete. Yeah, Let's yeah. do that. And it didn't change what the label paid me right. for that making that decision. Right. I could have spent 10 hours on it. Right. But it's the best performing song from the batch that we did. Wow. You know, it's like it's a interesting. There's no right or wrong, and that's what's so hard about it. And that's why trust and like real relationships and like being in it with your people is like the best thing. Because yeah. it's when you and I do it, it's just like this. Everything's shorthand. Everything's quick. There's it's all laughs, all like, doo -doo 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 -doo. Mm -hmm. and then we get serious when we're like making big decisions. Yeah. yeah. But like we make it and we move the fuck on, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, it's just quick shit. I mean, yeah. like like that uh, that that inhale on on yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah, I'm like, hey, I, I'd really love to just hear it because what's the line? Like inhale part of me, and I'm like, <gasps> I'd really love right after there just to hear like a, <gasps> and you're like, let's do it. Yeah. Like breathe another mic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, we had a lot of that. Just really quick, like, hey, oh, can we add this little thing? And you're like, yep, here we go. Psh, moving well, on. And that's something that I run into a lot where people do have severe ADHD and I'm doing something and it's, Oh, can we do that there? And I'm like, I can't literally like I'm yeah. tuning your vocal or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. It's just like, like, let me get through what I'm so, doing. Yeah. And that's where the, the artist like who lacks experience yeah. start that starts to show. It's like, no, keep those that you're, there's nothing wrong about your thought. Yeah. 
me ignoring you is not because your thought was bad. It's because you're doing your timing's bad. Uh, just wait. Let's chat. Remember it. There's always a natural thing. And I'm hearing what you're hearing also. Yeah. That, that happens all the time. We're like, like, all right, I'll be doing one thing. All right, now to do this. And they're like, I was just about to tell you to do that. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, we're listening to the same fucking thing. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're doing this together. And and again, that doesn't mean like, don't speak, let me do my thing by any means. Right. It's just like- No, timing. Yeah, just a little, little discernment, Listen a little- space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and- because it, it that ruins the flow too, where they, they start to get really self conscious now yeah. because it's like, oh, Jordan thinks I'm a dumbass. It's yep. like, I do, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but don't get self conscious. Yeah, like it's just fine. Be a I'm dumbass. a dumbass too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting out of getting out of my own way as an artist has been a huge thing. But I'm coming to you at a time in my life where like I'm I have no noise about. Yeah anyone making me feel any type of way about what I'm doing, honestly. It's yeah. like, if I'm insecure, it's because it's something I'm dealing with with me, and I know I'm dealing with it with me. I would never put it on anyone else. Um, so yeah, I think we like came together at the right time. You, Which, in your life, your skills, me and mine. Well, yeah. you even said that you were waiting. You were like, you know, I, you knew you wanted to, but you're like, something had to line up, and it's it's really cool, especially with like friends and people that I've known. Yeah. Where I know we could make something great, but like, I'm also improving every single day. Right. So the longer that... But until we work, it's yeah. like, you're going to get a lot more juice out of me yeah, as well. Yeah, because we had mutual friends for a long time. And yeah. you, had, you had thrown out, like, occasionally just that, like, yo, let's do something. Yeah. Like, yo, let's work. Just, just that general, like, interest of, yeah. like, hey, we should, you know, we all create. Let's yeah. do something sometime. And I had kind of known. It, you, it was, like, in the back of my head. And then it was this project. Can I have you leave us with, well, maybe not leave us, but I want to ask you a, a broader question at the end here, which is what have been your keys to growing up, Jordan? My keys to growing up? Yeah. <sighs> For me, it's, it's it's about zooming out of yourself. Like, this is not music related. This is just life. Being able to survey yourself and not be in your immediate world all the time. Having some introspection, stepping back, like laying in bed at night, feeling like a piece of shit is like a very important thing. You know, like <laughs> if you don't, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> And <laughs> taking a good hard look at yourself and like just being honest with where you're at, being okay with not being where you think you should be and continuing to just strive and just like talk to more people, have interesting conversations, do the research. And now I do more research. I used to not do research. I was more of an action guy, but which got me to where I am. Like if you have to choose between, this is something else, like input versus output. Like, how much are you trying to take in before you start to actually put something out into the world and, like, represent yourself? And it's a constant balance because if you just are always output, you're, there's no growth there at all. If yeah. you're always input, then you're not working things out in real time. You're not figuring out who you are on a deeper level at all. You're just kind of just mentally masturbating over and over and over again. So yeah. it's that combination of action, input, and just finding your sweet spot on how, what that means for you and like just moving on is like a huge thing. Like I don't live in the past at all. Like I know I do fucked up things sometimes. I forgive myself. I do my best to just know that I'm going to be better now. My next work is going to be better. My next idea is going to be better. I don't cling to the shit from the past. And I think that's the biggest key for me, like becoming 
a functional adult who doesn't like deal with anxiety or depression or like all these things. And it's partially, I'm just lucky. Like I, I acknowledge that, like definitely have some decent chemistry going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of tools that I picked up along the way to like let go of shit yeah. and just not revel in my own misery and be okay with being happy, be okay with being angry, but like just moving on, you yeah. know? And I think that's the biggest lesson that I've gotten and especially through making art because you have to. So it's like, I get to practice this every single day, which has made me that much better of a human being along the way. And yeah. so for that, I'm super fucking grateful too. Hell yeah. Yeah. And doing it with my brothers. That's and my right, people. man. Do yeah. it with good people. Yep. That's, that's real. Your community of musicians around you are just fucking beautiful people, man. Everyone I meet in our friend group and in your wider friend group that yep. I'm learning more about now, like everyone's lovely. Yeah. And that's, that's key too. choosing yeah. great people to be around. It's I'm super, super fortunate. And yeah, just surround yourself with like-minded people. Don't criticize other people for putting their heart on the line. Like mm. find the good in anything that people do. You can have opinions. You can be negative, like, I'm, but cheer people on, want people to do their best, their absolute yeah. And if it doesn't involve you, that's awesome. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it, it, cheer for everyone, find yourself, like it, it, get rid of competition, yeah. all that nonsense. Like just stay on your path, do what you do. Everyone finds each other in this weird natural way. Sometimes it's online, but mostly it's just literally like friends of friends. It's yeah. insane. And then before you know it, you're making an album and you've just spent the better part of a month having the best time of your life. And I'm just so grateful, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Same, man. Beautiful. Um, if you had to pick one song from the EP for us to play Ooh. as we end this Ooh. episode, what would it be? I kind of want to get my house on. You want to get your yeah. house on? All right. We're going to play, we're going to play, uh, the song that we made, uh, this was the one that had the least done yeah, the, We on actually it. did kind of co-write this one. Yeah, yeah. This one was co-written. Um, it's out now. It's doing very well. And honestly, dude, this was a dream for me to make because this is a house track. I love house music. I love melodic house, like Rufus DeSoul, Lane 8, Monolink, all this stuff. It's a music that like is deep in my soul and I've never made a house track before this. And so this was like, this was fulfilling some part of my, my spirit, man. Um, so listeners, uh, we're going to play you out with, uh, my, my song touching from the good Valley brief romance woo, EP. Woo, woo. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for being here, man. I'm just me, man. being you. I can't wait to make new shit. Like I'm I, already, I can't wait. I'm already spinning yeah. on a lot of ideas and I'm starting to get in there and demoing. So I can't wait to make more. Yeah. Uh, we already have a track that's going to come out in January that people aren't ready for. It's, it's fire. Yeah. 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 Um, where can people find you? Instagram, I am Jordan Sherman. Um, also Spotify, like, yeah. like, I got a whole playlist of stuff out, like, it's yeah. including Good Valley. Yeah, Good many, Valley, many others, but Sam DeRosa. Sam DeRosa, Dylan Dunlap, Van Buren, the list is massive. Oh, but yeah, Van Buren's an amazing project. Jordan's been working on, uh, that guy's so good, uh, Yeti Tactics. Yeti Tactics. Jordan Sherman Maddie Ringe. project. Right? Uh, I'm yeah. gonna miss a bunch of people, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it, there's, it's literally nine Dukes. hours of music, so. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. <laughs> um, yeah, check out Jordan Sherman and all his Woo! delicious music, and check out Good Valley, uh, wherever you get your music. And this now, is touching. we dance. And now we dance. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Yes. Sweet.
Thank you, listeners. Thank you, growers. Uh, Check out the songs. Uh, Thanks for being here. We'll see you next week. Just keep doing your best. I love you.